Welcome to the Cyber Guide, a security-focused podcast brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. We hope you enjoy this episode and welcome you to reach out to us with any questions. Hello and welcome to the Cyber Guide. This is Christopher Yates and I am here with Matt Voss. Hey, good afternoon everyone. Hey Matt, how are we doing today? Doing good, Chris. Today's show, Internet of Things. I know it's been a real hot topic. We've been talking about it a lot here. Uh, Probably for the last couple of years. Yeah. It certainly has gone up in um, actually like the devices that... Yeah, you're seeing a lot more consumer-grade products now. Um, Let's, I mean, let's just kind of go over the definition. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people out there thinking, what what, is it? What are we even talking about? So Um, the Internet of Things, right? It's always abbreviated IoT. Yep. All right. Um, So it's not some sort of weird tech slang that you're seeing. It's it's something legit. And and to me, that's important because as as all this technology is getting bigger, I'm seeing more and more. Yeah, we see. I mean, we see acronyms everywhere, particularly in the IT field. Um, But to see it in the consumer world is a little bit different. So the Internet of Things, right? It's really a blanket term that's used to describe anything that has an IP address or a MAC address. So basically anything that can send data to another location. Let's just talk computers. That's That was the Internet of Things. Right, exactly. But as, as technology is growing and how everything wants to be a, attached to the Internet, like right now, yeah. on me, I think I have about three devices. I have a phone. Well, let's see, right, you've got a phone, you've got a Fitbit. I have a Fitbit. Um, and then if you have like a smartwatch or something else. I have it. also I have a tile because I lose oh, my, my right, keys all Oh, right, for your keys, yeah. yeah. So there's, yeah, there's three Internet of Thing devices. They I mean, all want to talk and get, yeah. they don't, they'll send information, they'll receive it, mm-hmm. updates and everything. And we don't think about our phones, right? Like yeah. We don't think about that as being Internet of Things because they're mobile devices. And we've, in our heads, we've kind of encapsulated that into its own separate, like, category. Yeah. But they are part of the Internet of Things, just like we mentioned computers, right? And you think about the workplace. I mean, just about any modern building has uh, fire alarms and fire suppression systems that are monitored through a computer. So they're technically Internet of Thing devices. Right. You know, um, it's innocuous. It's everywhere now. Things that you don't even think about. Light bulbs, right? Right. They can have IP addresses. Okay. When, when would you have ever thought that, you know? And you bring up a great point. I mean, there, there's there's all these new new things that are coming mm-hmm. out. And I, let's just touch because I'm, re- I'm really excited about a couple of these devices. Me too. And some of them scare me, but a lot of them are really awesome. They're really they're really cool. And, and the way I interpret what these things come out and what they can do is how much time maybe right. I, I could save yeah. in my daily day. And, and just the convenience or the coolness factor of it. Right. right. So, like, a big one that's that we is really big in the consumer space is the Philips Hue system, right? The mm-hmm. lighting system. And you've been seeing that for, a few, I wouldn't say like the last two years really a lot uh, for home use. And you think about it in terms of like broader distributions, right? So entire cities or towns could use Philips Hue the, to set, you know, lighting moods for different parks or whatever. That's awesome. And I'm thinking parties. Right, like yeah. On my but, end, like but for real, like sure. you can think about it like 4th of July yep. or Labor Day or St. Patty's Day, like all these cool things. And in your home, same deal, right? right. Like, I mean, you can have, you could totally have a Halloween party with bouncing, you know, yellow, black lights going off in your house. It would be really cool. That is just, like, the coolest technology to me. It's really neat. I really like like, the idea. you know, you're watching a movie and the lighting matches the background colors of the movie to give you, like, a deeper experience. And I've never even thought of that being a possibility. Look at how, I mean, a DVD player could easily sync up with the... Absolutely. So that... And... I mean, you, you throw that you throw that into devices like the PlayStation or the Xbox or really any voice enabled Siri, yeah. right? To be able to walk into your house and say lights on, it's awesome. But then we need to think about the ways that it could be used, you know, to exploit things. And and one of those is in you know giant botnets, 
Sure. Sure, but before we get before we get there, mm -hmm. the other device that I think it's already out, you know, the refrigerator. Yes. I I'm, I'm I can't cook. I go to almost a grocery grocery store every day just to buy like the, pre the prepared food already. Right. But if I had a refrigerator that told me what's in it. Right. I th I want to yeah, almost like a, gave like me recipes maybe. Yeah. Like it's got an OCR scanner in the shelves that sure. can read the barcodes of what you have in the shelves. And I could You've go to my phone shopping and list. I could and yeah. I could see the video. Maybe there's a video camera in the refrigerator. Right. I could see what's in there. Yeah. I think just like, wow, that's amazing. I it's cool. Yeah. You know, and it's it's one of those things you can definitely make the argument for like, well, what good is it really? You know, is it overkill? No. But it's it's awesome. Like everybody's been to the grocery store and you've forgotten something on your list and you get home and it's like, well, yeah. now I'm going to have to put that on the next list. And if know? it knows what I have, it could give me recipes to right. make. That yeah. Something like a really low-end cook And those, guy and those am, databases already make. exist for other apps and stuff mm -hmm. where it's like, hey, what foods do you have? This is what you can make with those foods. Sure. Your fridge can do that, you yeah. know. Um, but does it need to have a web browser? Does you know, it? does it need to? Do you need to sign into your Gmail account with your fridge? Right. Does it need to have Facebook or post, you know, Twitter updates for you? I don't know if it needs all that. Let's not like forget about bigger things real fast, though. Yeah, like go ahead. Driverless cars, right? Tesla, oh, okay. Google. Yeah. Like those are also Internet of Thing devices because not only are they well fully automatic, but also they're constantly communicating to home servers and getting updates and stuff like that. I think my next car is going to be a Tesla. Um, I would love to mess around with the autopilot function a lot, and it would make my commute a lot better. I can't believe know? we forgot about that because that's really going to be an interest, interesting um, transition from people who drive cars right. to driverless cars. Yeah. Like they're going to have to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. It has to happen. Yeah, it's got to know. It's, it has to know the location of other cars. And right now, it's looking at you know dumb cars. So it's whether it's radar or some other method that it's finding out what's around it, right. um, or video cameras more than likely. But you know, if, if we see the population change to that entirely and mm -hmm. you see smart cars everywhere, they're going to have to communicate to make things run smoothly. I would love to read a book in my car while it's driving. Yeah. To like I would love that every day. That would be amazing. Yep. How much more stuff could you get done? Oh, yeah. Day? Right. And when you think about it, people could start their days an hour earlier. Yeah. Like I could be I could be available for work and, and be working remotely just like I do at home. And like we could almost eliminate all traffic. You could see traffic disappear because the cars are able to communicate. They're able to make sure they, you know, taking some of the decisions off of us. Right. Um, but Acc that's that's probably a whole other avenue. But I just wanted to throw those out there <laughs> real fast because, you know, the uh, the driverless car or the uh, the autopilot car is a big thing for me. I think it'll be really cool. And and we're just brushing. Yeah, we're this just touching the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's going to be so many other things that are going to want to be connected to the internet that. I mean, we were, it, would, it would be hours of shows just yeah. to get all those in there. And the big thing is that this isn't like fantasy, you know. Like no. this is there are things now probably in your home that have IP addresses that you would never even think. And about. that's kind of where we should transition into saying that's pretty scary. Yeah, it is, especially because these are, these devices aren't made with security in the forefront of their design. They aren't. the The first priority is usability, right? Right. And do we get this? Are we leveraging this internet connectivity of our device? the right way to make people want to buy this over others. Right. Security is an afterthought if it's even thought of at all. Completely. You know? uh, yeah, I agree, agree with you on that. And and how many of us just kind of add something to the, our network or wireless network at home? Yeah. And for completely We're all guilty of it. it. I mean, like, look at look at what we do day in and day out yeah. and who, what we do for other people. But, you know, I mean, I have <laughs> three DVD players, Blu-ray players in my house that all have all connected. either Wi-Fi or Ethernet connection. Right. And, yeah, they're plugged in, mm -hmm. you know, but I couldn't tell you the last time I actually, like, went to their settings page and looked for an update. 
I mean, if it's not updating automatically, I'm not updating it. Yeah, know? and you're not looking at the traffic on where it's going. Exactly. And that that's, I think, half the battle is knowing right. where it needs to co- connect to on the outside. Ex- right. I don't know if it's calling out. I don't know if it's got a rootkit on there, you right. know. And if there are older devices, I mean, just like anything else, the, the code's going to be older. It's going to be easier to hack. And, and a lot of these devices are going to be running open source operating systems like Linux, right. you know, um, which is a nice operating system. But... If this is a device, pu- you know, produced in 2014 and it's 2017 now, mm-hmm. I'm sure that hasn't been updated in the last three years. Right. You know, those old vulnerabilities exist and can be exploited on that on that OS. So, is there anything, just off the cuff, I mean, that would help people out in in thinking, okay, well, I have all these things on my network. Is there anything I could do to protect myself? And we could almost go like in the companies too, like this, the smaller end companies, they probably... The smaller end companies especially because they probably don't have a purchasing department. Yep. They don't have procedures around what they're buying or when they buy or who they buy from. So, you know, you figure most mom and pop industries or companies, if you need something, you go to Office Depot or Office Max or Amazon and you buy it and you throw it on your network and... And you forget about it. And maybe you call your contracted IT guy once a month for, for some backups. If they have that. If they I mean, have if that, they have right. That. Um, but starting with what you can do, I think the number one thing is to familiarize yourself with the devices that you have in your house, right? Right. Um, so many of us buy things and we, we're the purchaser, we're the consumer, but we assume the responsibility of keeping the device up to date is with the manufacturer. And it's, they obviously assume the opposite, right? They're mm-hmm. saying, well, you bought this, it's your responsibility. So if you're buying a new smart TV or if you're buying any, you know, a streaming device or whatever, make sure you know how to update it. Make sure you know how to check the firmware um, and, make sure you and find out if there is even a support page for it or anything like that it's your responsibility to familiarize the, the, yourself with the devices you put on your network right, right? I, mean, I don't think anybody would argue with that you can't just um, assume that everything's going to be updated automatically right but you know that's for stuff that you buy and you put on your network when you think about some of the other things if you're thinking about security systems mm-hmm. or you're thinking about you know dvr boxes from your cable provider those are things that you're leasing those are things that you know you don't own and you can't typically in the terms of service make any changes to those find out how frequently they're updated or if they're if there's exploits for them and and do that due diligence really yeah you know uh, i would also i mean here's one of the, the best tips that you know i think we both find when we go out to uh, clients is change the password yeah the I default mean, password i mean come on Evan, everybody that's Evan, bought that has yeah. the password and, and you know it's th- it's the number one you can just google the device default password and you're gonna, and you're fig- gonna find it you're gonna figure yeah. it out uh quickly i mean comcast routers verizon routers it's all they're all published you exactly. know and that's the that's the stuff we know of as a, as an it device you yeah know? yeah um, definitely passwords <laughs> for sure <laughs> please if the, if they exist change the default password and then like i said with my earlier example of never checking the dvd player for updates just Figure out how to update the device and update it kind of frequently. Make it part of, like, your spring cleaning program, if yeah. anything, you know. For small businesses, you really, really don't want these devices on your on the, on the network that you operate on. Right. Small businesses really need to be almost more vigilant than larger corporations and large organizations. Yeah. And it's primarily because they don't have anyone. Number one, they don't have anybody in the company that they can blame. They don't have a purchasing department who's responsible for vetting products and mm-hmm. making sure that it works. They don't have an IT department that's making suggestions to that purchasing department. You know, if it's, it might be a husband and wife, you know, running a business. It might be, you know, parents and kids running a business or just mm-hmm. one person running a business. You go out, you pick up a new printer. You don't pay attention to the fact that it's Wi-Fi enabled or has Bluetooth. You just bring it in, put it on your network set it up and ignore the Forget Wi-Fi Bluetooth functionality and it's a wide open printer, Yeah, you know? And, and 
I touched on it a little bit earlier, but security systems too. You know, if you run a small shop in a in you know in a shopping plaza and Verizon comes through with a great deal on your your business internet access, but they also want to sell you a security service too, and and now you've got security systems from Verizon. How sound are they? They're all they're all networked security. Right. Who was viewing that data? Who was watching your video feeds? What's happening to the data? You know. What kind of scares me also is that all these companies, I mean, everybody runs off the internet. I mean, mm-hmm. they take payment by the internet. They right. do inventory by the internet. You know, if if you're affected by the internet, you, you really need to, I would say, like, invest a little bit more time and energy on making sure that, inf- that infrastructure is there. Right. And the devices that need to be on that network need to be, and nothing else. Because and you really don't want to, you know, introduce anything that Right, and on. that's the danger of the internet of things infrastructure, right? right, is that you've got devices that seem to be innocent that you don't even really acknowledge the fact that they have an IP. You might know that you've got like a smart clock in your office that's reading you the weather, but you're not really like putting two and two together that it's on your network. Right. These devices infiltrate, they sit around, they're routinely vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. So with the Philips Hue thing that we talked about before, I have a, I have a light bulb with a, with a MAC address and an IP address. I have a light bulb that can be exploited I plug in one bad light bulb into your Philips Hue system and I can spread that malware to all of the light bulbs that have an IP address and, and a MAC address and now I've taken over your town and not not that it's any noticeable, like I've, in, I've infested your town is probably a better word, and but I've got a 600 light bulb botnet that can send packets somewhere Yeah. and all you need is a bunch of things sending a bunch of packets to one target and you've got a DDoS attack. Who knows what actually is in that, li- that light bulb? Right. Um, Let's just say, could there be a possibility that there's a microphone? Recorded in Baltimore's historic Inner Harbor, home of the Ravens and the Orioles, land of crabs and natty bow, this is the Cyber Guide. And now, back to your host, our own Chris Yates. Right, there could be a microphone. You know, there could be a speaker. And speakers are kind of, you don't, you don't really think, but it's, I mean, imagine if you were able to start playing like sirens mm-hmm. through the speakers, or just there are things you can do that could cause public unrest and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and that's one of the things that you have to think about with attackers and with people that you know exploit these vulnerabilities. They're not going to use the device the way it was intended. They're going to try and find ways not to use it for what for what it wasn't <laughs> intended for. And if they did have a microphone, you know, now you've got eavesdropping devices everywhere. And that's probably to me like that's that's a huge. Huge yeah. security risk. I, anything you say, you know, could be transferred somewhere to, mm-hmm. to possibly use well, against you. I mean, think about like um, again with security systems or smart doorbells, right? Yeah. They're they're Wi-Fi enabled, network enabled devices that have a camera and a microphone on them. How secure are they? If I can in, if I can exploit a vulnerability on an entire neighborhood's worth of, you know, ring doorbells, I can now see who's coming to your door. I can listen. I can activate the microphone. Right? The same fears that people had with cell phones five and eight years ago about people remotely activating your microphones mm-hmm. are the same fears that you should have with Today. you know, internet security systems, mm-hmm. internet security cameras, baby monitors that are Wi-Fi enabled, you know, these, all of these things. Like, it's but the same fears and the same trouble. The emphasis isn't there anymore, The emphasis though. is not there. Yeah. And I think part of it is because a large number of people don't think of the internet of things as being something that's already in existence. Mm-hmm. It's proven itself over and over again in the military, in the hospital environment, in the fi- you know in, in the infrastructure environment. Warehouses use Internet of Things type setups to to handle all of your packages and everything else. So sure. it's, the infrastructure's there. Products are coming to the home, and it's only gonna it's it's. I mean, you'll see it. As much as we want all these things in our lives to, to make it easier, right? We're, There's we're gonna have to just be a little bit. We're gonna have to really 
gain more knowledge on right. what this actually means. Right, and and how it's how the how they can be exploited and how yeah. that impacts us. You know, I mean, we can easily say, "Cool, look at how how this fridge is going to help me," or, you know, this dishwasher is automated. How yeah. great is that? Sends me an email every time it's done. Right, <laughs> but you know, how can that be used? Like, like if it sends you an email every time it's done, then it's linked to your Gmail account, yeah. right? And now I've taken your Gmail credentials through your dishwasher. It's it's a slippery slope, and I think the biggest problem is that they're not designed with security yeah. at the forefront. You know, so again, we're not we're not telling anybody not to get any of these. these oh no, I mean, like you said, you've got three IPs on you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You have three MAC addresses on your body, and and I mean, I know in my house, if I were to do, if I were to hop on my on my router at home, I'd probably see twenty devices with IPs. A lot more than you expect. Yeah, right? Where absolutely. Where do these things come from? Right. But you know, just we got we got to put the information out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, Never just buy anything, just leave it on the network. And if you can, isolate it, especially right. if you're a small business. Just put it on its own network. So yeah, it, if you're a small business, you should try to avoid Internet-enabled devices that are not your, your computers and, you, and your printers. I, I mean, Anything connected to your network, you should have like an inventory. Right, about, exactly. Know, you should know it? what's on your network. Yeah. You should have inventories done. You know, you should... Ideally, you should have only the ports open that you need on your network. You know, I mean, if you're without if, getting too detailed, yeah, right. absolutely. If you're a small, if you're a small business, let's be honest, you probably have an internet connection coming in, yeah. going to a wireless router, just mm-hmm. like you do at your home, and from there, maybe one or two cash registers plugged up to a hub. Yeah. Right. Number one, take your take your printer off the off the network and just plug it into a machine via USB. <laughs> you know, like let's let's make that easier for everybody. Turn off the and Wi-Fi. Turn yeah, off the Bluetooth. Right, and you know what? If you really want to go so far, pump some hot glue into those open Ethernet ports on the switch, <laughs> so nobody else can plug things in. But um, yeah, absolutely. For small business owners, they should not. You shouldn't have these devices in your business unless it's required for your business. You know. Yeah. I mean, you look at like a Belly, right? A great app. Mm-hmm. Tracks purchases, customer loyalty, stuff like that. But every business that has Belly has an iPad mini sitting on their counter wide open, you know, just running the Belly app. And cool, it's chained up to the counter. Nobody's going to run off with it, but I don't have to run off with it to be on your network. The thing we want to stress to you is that make informed choices, make informed purchases. You know, don't be afraid of these devices, but they are here. And you should be aware of what you need to do to protect your network from these devices. So I know that we've just barely touched the surface of the Internet of Things today, and there's a, a lot more that you can learn about this. So, so, so much more. Right. I mean, Chris and I, we've really only talked about, we've talked about this kind of humor in a humorous manner. Um, we have some examples of some real-world breaches with Internet of Things devices listed in the description of this podcast. Uh, down in the description, you'll also find several other sources that kind of go more in-depth on the Internet of Things, right. as opposed to just this this light touch description and overview that we've given you today. It's, it's a fun topic for us to talk about. We've enjoyed researching it, but also talking about it because um, it can be kind of funny, but it's also, th- there's pitfalls out there and we need to be aware of them. And, and I, want, I want everybody out there to be aware of them also. Right. I think that's the most, we want to we get that information across that, hey, don't trust everything you see. Right, make informed, you need, it's, it's up to you to make informed decisions and make informed purchases. And you know these devices are cool, they're gonna change our lives yep. and they're gonna make our lives easier in a lot of ways. Um, but we need to be aware of the, the security vulnerabilities that are potentials there. I absolutely agree. And on that, thank you so much for tuning in. That's it for this episode of The Cyber Guide. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join us next time for another security-focused podcast. Remember to subscribe to our channel if you've liked what you heard and pass it on to your colleagues. The Cyber Guide has been brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. Compass takes a risk management approach to cybersecurity, examining the employees, policies, and technology within an organization to give a complete view of their cybersecurity infrastructure. 
For more information on Compass and their mission to shift the world's data to be safe and secure, visit us at www.compasscyber.com.